Blog Talk Radio. We knew, we we knew our love was forever. 
because we both had God in our lives. We both have a destination with God. We had not a religion but a relationship. And when you had that relationship with him, it, it just, we didn't fall in love. We grew in love. Amen. Amen. And that's important to grow in love because when you grow, you're putting down roots. Mm-hmm. And the deeper, the higher your love goes, the deeper the roots are in the ground. Yes. And that's how it's supposed to be. But even before we got there, we had a conversation about our life, what we expect from each other. Right. We talked about credit. We talked about finance. We yes, talked we about goals. We talked about dreams. But most of all, we talked about how much we love God mm-hmm. and how important he was in our lives. That was our base. And that foundation. was the, our foundation. It's our foundation. And without a foundation, every cement you put down will crack. Because I, I watch construction workers. They put they they flatten the ground. They level it out. They put sand. They put rock. They put uh, what you call that? Uh, concrete. Not the concrete. That wire. Oh no. They put some kind of wire down, and then they pour the concrete. But they build in a foundation, mm-hmm. and that's how you you have to build your relationship. Amen. But God has to be the base. And once God is your base, and that relationship with him, Amen. with you, that circle that y'all bring together before God, because a man that findeth a wife findeth a good thing, and a sanctified woman will sanctify and save her husband in her home. Amen. See, that stuff go hand. It's like my hands touching my husband's hand, and we folding that thing together. And it has to connect, but it has to connect with God. It has to start with God. He has to be your everything. He has to be your all in all. He has to be your sinner. Come on, baby. Come on, come on. You know, and, and the one thing I tell a lot of couples, and it marinates over the years, when you get and find someone, because you know we go through dating, we go, or, you know, however old you are, we go through courting, courting, you know, and you have to go ask the father for permission to date his daughter, and, you know, you go through all this stuff. But once you get to that point to where you pass all that till you start to learn each other, and now you're looking at this young lady, and you want to know, is she the one for you to marry? Now, one thing that I found out in the years of being married and counseling people that are going into marriage, you know that your marriage was set before God and that he blessed it when God gets you two together. And it could be the first year, it could be the second year, it could be the third year, it could be a couple years of the road. you got to wait for it because it's on God's time. When God gives both of you an assignment together, mm-hmm. when he says, this is your ministry, this is what I want you to do together. Mm-hmm. Okay, you say, well, I'm, I'm heading on the right road so far because God just blessed us with an assignment. Amen. There's not many marriages that God gives an assignment. When you assign, when God assigns you something, that means that he trusts you with it. Amen. That means that he can sit up and say, okay, well, I know that the Johnsons or the Joneses, you know, they are people of God. They listen to me. They talk to me on a daily basis. And I gave them an assignment, but the, the the sad thing is we can't sit back on our assignment because we don't know how long we have to complete that assignment. Mm-hmm. God might not just give you one assignment. You know, he might give you an assignment to get you prepared for the assignment that he really wants you to have. Mm-hmm. So these, these assignments before that are, are getting to know him more, getting closer to God, Amen. learning, you know, get, getting that personal relationship with him. Okay, and, and and now he said, okay, now you're ready for this mm-hmm. because you showed me that you're worthy of this. So now I can just raise you up to another elevation to where now I want you to start doing street ministries. Come on. Okay, before street ministries, maybe he had you standing in the line at church praying for people. Or cleaning up the church. Oh, don't talk about that. Oh, my God. Ushering, choir. Mm-hmm. You never know the position he has for you unless you have a relationship with him. And you got to be willing to listen a and willing to, do, Amen. to do. Most of the times 
God loves a servant that says, God, send me. God, I'll do this. I'll do that. And see, my wife was talking about <laughs> cleaning bathrooms and restrooms. And I, when, when I first became a minister, it was down in North Carolina. And my church from the base that I was stationed on, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, must have been about 15 miles away from Fort Bragg. And I used to have to go early in the morning in jeans, khakis, whatever I had on, and I used to have to clean the church, clean the bathrooms before church started. So when the ministers came in and when the people came in and my pastor came in, they thought that I had just really got there because I had changed it to my suit. I was ready for the day. But, see, for years nobody knew what I was doing. Me and God. I mean, you know, my pastor knew, but he knew better than I did the reason for it. I was just like, you know, God, you know, is this what you want me to do? You know, did this, you know, use me. And I did that for years, but like I said, and, and, and when my wife went down and, and met my first pastor down there, he used to tell her all kinds of stories mm-hmm. about Minister Lee, how he used to stand in the back and hold the doors you where they're praying. You was help ministry. I was help make pastors ministry. Yeah, yeah. Help make pastors, and and I was over everybody in the church, but him, the deacons, because we had car parkers, we had nurses, you know, and and we had um, so many different auxiliaries in there, and I mean, we had people come from out of town. They drove three or four hours just to get to us, and we had to have everything in order. He knew since I was in the military, everything was going to be Structure. decently and in mm-hmm. order. They would come up late at night, and, I, you know, we had a big parking lot, which was really a big field, and we would direct them out there and how to park, and when the uh, service was over, we would always have somebody walk the women to their cars because mm-hmm. it's dark. Yeah, but that's the place where God wanted him in. Yeah. He was building you know, He was good. He was putting some life in your life. He was putting life in his life. Yeah. Giving him a goal and a purpose to live on. And you have to have, once you live life for Christ, trust me, believe, that's when you have life. That's when you can actually live. I'm not telling you it's not going to be difficult times. There is. Yeah. It's going to be some hard decisions. But guess what? If you put God first, the decisions will get a little easier. And I can't. Excuse me, that's my baby. That's my little bug, my little baby. Princess. Princess, stop it. Yeah. And you got to just, you got to put God first. You have to. You got to go out. She got to go outside. And once you do that, everything will fall in place. Trust and believe. Like this year, last year was difficult. But guess what? I had to pull myself up and say, for Father. I might not understand the plans you have for me, but I'm excited that the plans you have for me. I'm going to still sit on the seat of expectation because I know you have my life planned out in your hand. Amen. And wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, here I am. I even told my pastor that here. I said, when I get out this neck brace, watch it because I'm going to be active. Wherever you need me to be, that's where I'm going to be. Wherever he needs me to be, that's where I will be. Because that's what I made a promise to God for my life. Amen. Because I know when God bless my life, he's going to bless everything around me. My marriage, my family, my relationship with it. Everything will counteract itself. But you got to activate your faith. You got to, God, if this man or this woman is for me, I don't, I don't want to be uh, uh, lukewarm in my marriage. I don't want to be lukewarm in my walk with God. Amen. I don't want to be all in. And But guess what? you got to love yourself. Yeah. You have to love yourself. you gotta, you got to know who you are in Christ. Who are you? You know, and that's one thing I found. A lot of people, once they learn that and learn their purpose, because I, I, I had a book that was by um, Miles. Monroe, called Pursuit of Purpose. Uh-huh. And, you know, he says sometimes people walk around all their life and don't know what God wants out of you or wants you to do. Once you find your purpose, 
then people can start running. Right now we're mm-hmm. walking, and we're just taking everything in to find out what God wants us to do. And if you can ever run across that book, Miles Monroe, Pursuit of Purpose, it's a good book to read, and it will hold your attention because he'll let you know what is my purpose. That, that, that's one of the questions he asks in there. And, and, and so many people, you go in this direction, you go in that direction, you hear this friend tell you, I think that you were, and you have another friend say, well, I, I think you have the uh, the power of prophecy. I think you have, you know, only God knows what he wants for your life mm-hmm. and for you to do. So just start talking to your father. You have to. And, and, and most people say, most people say, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know what to say. But we just want to remind you again that you're listening to Purpose Kingdom Network. This is The Turning Point. I'm your host, Elder Charles Lee, and my wife, Minister Maureen Lee. And we're talking on the night and putting life in your life. And one thing you'll find, 1 Corinthians will tell you, it, it says this. Telephone number. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right, honey. <laughs> you Telephone number is 319-527-6091. And if you want to make a comment or ask a question, you just push one. And the board, you know, the, the brother, Rob, board, brother Rob, Rob board. will bring you right on in. Amen? Amen. Amen. And like I was saying again here in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians will let you know in the NIV version, love is patient, love is kind, mm-hmm. it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. And how many of us can say that? How many, you know, somebody did something to you and you still haven't got over it yet? You know what? That makes me laugh because <laughs> it's funny to me because it says, I want you to listen to the words now. Love is patient. Mm-hmm. Love is kind. Love does not envy nor boast. It is not argumentative or with your attitude. You gotta like if you gotta throw up everything at your insignificant other. You better sit back and ask God to bridle your tongue. You dig, you dig up the past. That, that's that's not good. That's not good. Bridle my tongue, oh Lord, because I'm going to say something that's going to take me there. Because it takes two people to argue. Yeah, that's true. Amen. It takes two people to argue. And sometimes you just got to look, just just look. And while you're looking, you're, men, you're praying. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Okay. Mhm. Yes. Okay. Mhm. All right. If you say so. Mhm. Okay. Just let God lead you. It's not every argument and every battle is not yours. Okay. Most of the time, they just want to be listened to. Mhm. And and that's what we talk and tell tell men about women. You don't always have to answer. Sometimes you just have to listen. Mhm. You know, and, and and to be a good listener. You're starting on the road to be a good talker. You have to, I mean, you know, especially if every time you get in an argument, it elevates, it escalates. And I tell men all the time, and they tell me, how can you? I said, let me tell you something. I ain't going to never tell nobody that me and my wife have a perfect marriage. Never that. that. We're still still striving. We're still striving. But the thing is, is we got to a point to where we realize the battle is not ours, so ain't no sense in arguing about something that 20 to 15 minutes later you found out was insignificant anyway. Why did you say that? Why did I say that? Well, we we said it. We can't take it back. Well, where do we go from here? You know, and this is like you said, the 1,800, that was one of our first shows almost, what, eight, nine years ago? Mm -hmm. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Now that we're here, where do we go from here? We go on living life. We, we can stop abounding on, on. on stuff in the past that we sit and argued about. But somebody, and I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, men or women, somebody has to take 
the low road. Okay? I don't have to sit there and, and, and I mean, you know, I mean, men are eagles are sometimes bigger than our bodies. Amen. Okay? And we got to have the last word. She got to have the last word. You know, and, and now we're going on and on. And we're not really sitting here thinking about what's going on. We're, we're destroying our relationship. Yes. And, and, and see, see, the crazy thing about, about these relationships is, I, mean, uh, I want to get it right now because I, I had wrote it down. Cause a lot of times you forget things. It's okay to write it down, babe. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Bill. God created marriage as the perfect union between man and woman. Mm-hmm. So they could raise a family. This is a covenant for life. Mm-hmm. And what did you tell you? What did we say? Life stood for. Love is forever. Mm-hmm. This is a covenant for life, and should not be entered into lightly. That's why a lot of you, 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 you know, you couples out here before you get married, get marriage counseling. Okay, so we can find out, you know, how many skeletons you got in your closet, how many I got in my closet. Mm-hmm. And let's see if we can go on and, and, and bring these skeletons out and bring them to the forefront and get rid of them. Amen. That's why I said it should not be entered into lightly. Mm-hmm. And then here comes the here comes the world with a divorce as an option. I mean, you know, some Christians look at divorce and say, oh, we frown on this. And, and it, I mean, there's certain things. You know what I tell people because... When I first got married, I didn't know God. I didn't, like, yeah. have a relationship with him. And I did it because I wanted to. I ain't hear from him. I, it was something I wanted to do to get out my mother's house. And then, Keep then it 100. Yep, then it tells you that, that a man that what? Find of a wife, find of a good thing. He wasn't looking for me. It was just something to do at the time. But I had two beautiful, no, three, three yeah, three beautiful kids. I truly did. And I wouldn't change that for nothing in the world, but it was something I did. It was not something I went to God and said, God, is this for me? We didn't even have counseling. It was just something I did. And that, that, that should be a prerequisite for people but, getting married. But this time around, we had counseling. And we talked about, even before the counseling took place, we sat and we talked our plans, what we wanted, what we needed. From each other. Right. So it's like we were best friends before anything else. We were friends. And I knew he had a a relationship with God, and I had a relationship. So we both knew what we desired. We wanted to be loved and respected, and he wanted to be loved and respected too. And that's the bottom line in a lot of relationships because... Uh, I mean, I mean, the Bible responds on marriage, but it doesn't say in there uh, the only person that can do dishes in the sink is a woman. <laughs> the only person can take the trash out is a man. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Now, the Bible can direct you to a whole lot of different things, but the utterance of God can direct you specifically to what you're supposed to be doing. And we can sit up all the time and say, because we are, you know, the Bible tells you don't be so so worldly till, you know, you know, you, you know heavenly good. Amen. Okay, so we're supposed to be in this world, not of this world. And a lot of people always ask us, well, 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 how do you guys get along with all the daughters you raise and this and that? Because, and this is for the men, I learned through Christ to listen to my wife. I didn't learn through Christ to just sit there and not hear what she's saying. I listened to her advice because that's why the Bible and the Word say she's a help me. A lot of times I'm not going to be on key as far as being right, and sometimes she'll tell me when I'm wrong. And see, if you can't take constructive criticism, you need to sit down and really take a look at your situation. We wondering why so many decisions we make. I'm sorry to stop you right now. We have a caller on the on the air. Caller. Hey, this is Pastor and First Lady of Zion. Just wanted to chime in and just uh, 
tell you guys thank you for all that you are doing tonight and that we're really enjoying yeah. the conversation. Amen. Thank you, my thank pastor. You, That's my pastor right there, y'all. Zion Baptist Church in Hampton, Georgia, you guys. If you ever in the in Georgia and need a church home, there you go. Come on a visit. Stop on by. Stop on by. The more the merrier. And the pastor, you hear me? I'm the neck braces off. Wherever you need me to do, wherever you need me to be, here I am. I'm I'm so happy too. Yeah. First lady, wherever. The back brace is off now. It's on. Yay. Come on now. If you're down here in Georgia and you need a good word, because this is a man of God and he gives it to you raw. Pastor Toy, all the man, can you imagine a time, a time, a time? A time we will have. Mm. I'm so glad y'all called in. We just try to keep it 100 let people know marriage is not to be entered into lightly. But if you put God, all things will work together. Put him first and keep keep him first. Amen. Go ahead, ahead, Pastor. What were you saying? I said you got to put him first and also keep him first. Because it's real easy to, to put God on the back burner. Uh, once you kind of get started in the in the day to day hustle and bustle of the relationship and life, just living life. But if you remember that God is first every day, and 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 you follow Him and, and submit to His plan, He won't never let you fail. Never. Amen. Uh, Maureen, you, you hear the passing first lady? It, it, it sounds like we're gonna have to get us a co-host. Amen. <laughs> That'll work. Amen. <laughs> Because people need to know marriage can last. I know the statistics is not where it's supposed to be. It's not favorable. favorable. But when you're in the will of God, when you're in the will, the position with God, it's going to work. Amen. Because y'all know to go before God together in prayer. That's right. Two more together in my name. But but yeah, it's like we we tell them, Pastor, that marriage is like gold. See, when when you go through your trials and tribulations, he's turning the heat up on you so you can come out a shinier gold. Because we we, we got to have you turn it Relax. Yeah, you got to be tried tried by fire. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and you know we have people that say, well, how are you guys staying in it? I said, let me let me explain something to you. We get to a point to where. Me and my wife, I would never tell nobody we never had a, a, a disagreement or argument. We, you know, we just so perfect. No, because there's no such couple like that down here. But we just love to sit and watch God work things out because I, as a as, as a man of God, I learned as a man of God, I learned a long time ago that when I have no words, I start praying. Okay, you know, you know when I run to say, I just start praying, and God, he gives me an utterance to where, no, it's not time to say what you think you want to say. Yeah, he'll brighter your tongue. He'll, he'll, he'll turn the situation around. He'll, he'll allow cooler heads to prevail. God is the answer to every problem that you could ever face in your marriage. And it's best when you don't know what to say or you think you know what you're going to say to clear it through him. You know, a lot of times we let our ego and we just come up, whatever comes up, comes out. But there are times when we really need to go to God and say, okay, God, how do I need to bring this to my wife? Or, God, how do I need to bring this to my husband? What do you want? What should I say? You know, be be my voice. Be the words of reason for me, Lord, so that I don't, you know, offend or cause, uh, you know, pain to my significant other. And so we have to humbly submit ourselves to to God and allow the Holy Spirit to speak on our behalf sometimes. And, and uh, first lady, can I ask you a question? Because I, I yes, you know, sir. I mean, I mean, we all been in this thing called marriage more than more than one year. How do you right. how do you feel about an argument that's about ready to to escalate, and you got two people? That are looking at each other and just figure, 
you know, look, I don't know what to say. And he, he, he's angry, and the only bad thing I say about that, like I tell Maureen, we've been with each other long enough to know what motivates and what will tick him off. Tick him off. So right, we, right. So I, I usually try to tell people I take the low road. And sometimes for, I take the low I was just going to say, for, for me, I've learned to, you know, kind of pull back when I see, I, I I pretty much know Kyle, and I know what upsets him and everything, so I know not to add fuel to the fire. Right. At that point in time, that's when I ask God to help me, like you said earlier, brighten my tongue and help me to pull back and just calm down instead of just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and nothing is getting solved because you're both heated at the moment. So you got to know how yeah. to kind of just pull back. It's not a right or wrong, or it's not a, you know, he doesn't control me, so I'm going to say what I want. It has nothing to do with that. It's just being big enough to learn how to pull your, you know, pull yourself back, brighten your tongue, and, and approach it at a different time. Because at this point in time, you're upset, I'm upset, so we got to know how to, Pull back sometimes and just just brighten our tongue, like you said earlier. Amen, amen. And you know what? Mm-hmm. A lot of things, a lot of things would be uh, worked out if you know. No matter who it is, the male or the female, amen. learn mm-hmm. learn that we do that. You know, you're right. Because I know several times, you know, and then you don't have nobody. You don't need no outside interference coming in bringing drama. See, that's the part of the circle. There you go. That's it right there. God. Husband and wife. And, and see, Anybody else don't matter. Yeah, but no, we do to a point. Some <laughs> people, yeah, some they people, put they, they, the mother-in-law, the father-in-law, the sister-in-law. You know, all, all the men-laws. That's right now. See, when you, you get on the men-laws, they're out of order. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how it used to be, and that's how we usually work with the with the marriages. Not unless you there. You had counseling before you got married. You know exactly the the, the levels and the edges and the boundaries that you don't step across. But, but see, a lot of times, if we got to that point to where we are not going to let God take over the situation, we want to test the waters. Mm-hmm. It's what I it's what I. You know, and, and and I know best. No, no. God put us together for a reason. Not to put us together to sit in an organ every day. We're going to raise kids. We're going to have a family. And what kids see, they see what you're doing. They do what you do and not what you mm-hmm. tell them to do. Mm-hmm. So they right. sponges absorb everything that you're that's doing. That's right. And that's what's important. They soak it all in. They got to see you praying. Yeah. They got to see you reading the word. They mimic what you do. They might not do what you say, but they mimic what you do. Yes, they do. And that's very important. I look at my grandkids now. Like I tell, I didn't pick my church. My my granddaughters did, Aaron and Sarali Lee. That's my pastor. No, that's my pastor. (laughs) They fell in love with the love of God. They felt the presence of God there. And they they was like, we're safe. I said, you're safe? She said, yeah. But Pastor didn't ask us to join yet. I said, he's going to ask, trust me. And she harped on him doing that, now, too. Now, the first time, Pastor, I don't even know if you noticed it, you was asking people to come up for prayer, and Raleigh thought that was it. Yeah. She grabbed her head, let's go, let's go. She was ready. I said, Raleigh, hold up. And then the next Sunday, when you were saying, you know, the doors of church is open, she was ready again. But that time she got a surprise because I said, yeah, we're going up to join them. So she said, everybody get up, everybody get up. She 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 is so forceful. Everybody get up. Come on, come on. We walk into the front. That's my pastor. I said, I said, okay, okay. She, I mean, she has done so much stuff. I mean, this is a little girl. You know, a lot of people will have to meet her to understand what we're saying, Pastor. She is a little girl right. that when she speaks, you listen. That's just like this is the one that had um, – I think a year and a half. When a year and a half more in two years? When, no, when Raleigh, Raleigh told me to retire. Two years. Two years. Almost I'm three, almost three because we've been here. Almost, 
Yeah. I'm there, two years. Mm-hmm. So she was like, she would come to me every night, and, and my shift was 11 to 7. So she stayed with us just about every other night because she didn't want to go home. <laughs> so she stayed with us. She told me this one night because she comes to the door with, with Maureen every night and give me a hug and a kiss. All the kids, all the grandkids, yeah. And, but this particular night, Raleigh looked at me and she said, Pop, Pop. I said, yes, Raleigh. She said, no more work. I said, huh? She said, no more work. I said, okay. I went to work, gave him two weeks' notice. And out of the mouths of babes, two, three weeks later, I started losing four to five friends in there. Yeah, Corona started, was taking over, yes, heart attacks, high blood pressure. And they had a bunch of riots. Wow. And so, so, I mean, she, she set me up. I mean, the God when it came straight to her and told mm-hmm. me, no more work. But that's the thing when it says train up a child. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. that when she heard that voice, I just looked at her. I was like, you heard her. I ain't had nothing. I, ain't, I uh-huh. couldn't say nothing else. But when we got getting phone calls, one of his friends just got, he just died, had a heart attack. Another one of his friends was going in her house and just put the key in and dropped dead right there. Jesus. I was like, God, I'm Obedience and grand, teaching my grandkids mm-hmm. to listen to that voice and know who he is. Right, right. And a stranger, and a stranger will not follow. Mhm. And I'm grateful. I'm yeah. grateful that we were taught. And she still She still check us today. She she said, Grandma, I, did you tell Grandpa the truth? I was like, Mind your business. Shut up. She said, you didn't your business to shut up. That my daughter was trying to bring my my um, my dog in, but she got away from her and went into the back of my neck, and I was just getting the neck brace off and just adjusted me the wrong way, and it put me, gave me a headache for a couple months. But I was grateful because mm. I was still here. I didn't do damage. Muscle damage I did, but uh, ligaments. the ligaments, ligaments, I didn't do no damage. And I didn't want him to know because he was going to kill the dog. And she said, but if you oh. didn't tell him, you lied. I said, I didn't <laughs> lie. I didn't say anything. <laughs> she said, but that's still a lie. <laughs> oh, no, she oh. did. She caught me on it. She said, that lies of omissions right there. Yeah, I had to tell him. And I said, I told him. You told him everything? I said, I told him everything. The dog did it. He said, okay, well, you didn't lie now because you told him. The dog made the dog jumped on the back of your neck and made you go all, all the way forward. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, oh, no, I hope he didn't mess up none of the vertebrae. I said, no, I'm fine. I'm okay. <laughs> I was in pain. Mm-hmm. I was in so much pain, but I said, God, you got me. I know you got me. I know you got me. And he, always, and he always does and always will. Yes, he does. Yeah, and I'm just yeah. grateful because now it's like, oh, I'm just, I'm sitting on the seat of expectation to see what God has for us. And I know it's dynamic. I know it's dynamic. Yes, granddaughter, you hear me talking about you? Okay, they're not getting out? Uh-huh. So you just okay. gotta be patient and wait for your mom and dad, okay? Okay. Me mom. Yes. Yeah. The floor is dirty. Okay, I'm a vacuum. No, me, no, me, me mom. No, me mom. Please, no, me squishy, squishy. Okay, I'll do the Okay, we gotta be on the air right now, okay? <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm but sorry, uh, um, past and first lady, we, we're doing some statistics about you know in, in the United States. Only a woman listen to that. And are they we were saying are we most are? of uh, the first marriages in the United States end in divorce, and it's 40 to 45 percent of them end in divorce. Mm. And, and you know, we, we were just talking about that because we're trying to we're trying to decide and figure out it's it's a lot of stuff missing. Some people say stuff one thing is missing. God is missing for one thing. You know, when they took them out took them out of the uh, schools, a lot of people been took them out of their marriages. And that's the whole key. They took him out. He didn't ask to be put out. When they put those rings on, they forgot what the rings stand for. A lot of people, if we were to be honest, never started with him to begin with. Ooh, 
And so, you know, we have to understand that that severely impacts the statistics of marriages failing because a lot of times we don't consult God before um, we go into matrimony. The Bible says that he who findeth a wife findeth a good thing and findeth favor from the Lord. And so what we have to understand then is that a wife is a gift from God. Well, how do you get a gift? A gift has to be given to you. Right. Right? And so we we have so many things that we have put in place to go get our wives or to find our husbands, and we do everything, you know, you know the 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 industries of of dating and and dating apps and sites and nothing wrong with that stuff. But don't get me wrong; those are just uh, uh, conduits or tools to help you meet the right person. But the the driving factor of who you end up with has to be God. Like God has to speak to you and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. guy, man, that that's your wife right there. Mm-hmm. You go pursue by what the Holy Spirit has told you to do." But most times we're not consulting God. We're consulting our flesh. We're consulting, you know, what we see, lust of the flesh, uh, eyes. We, we're consulting what we look like on paper. She, yep. she should be a good wife because she makes this, you know, and she can do this. Or he makes a good husband because he has this amount of income. Or he's this tall. Or, he's, you know, he wears this size shoe. And, and we, we got all these algorithms and formulas for what we think would make a good husband and what would make a good wife. But the key to it is you have to ask God to send you the wife that he wants you to have or the husband that he wants you to have. Amen. That's worldly things. Amen. He said worldly things pass away. And that's important. Like like my pastor just said, you got to have him in there first. (laughs) Ain't no question. You know, and I'm just like I tell anybody, I am grateful for my grandmother instilling the values of God. And she never pushed, oh, you better go to church. She always pushed, did you pray this morning? Did you pray this afternoon? Did you pray this evening? Did you pray before you took the test? Did you pray? That was all she was concerned about because the more prayer I had in me, the more I knew to listen to God. But when I first got out, I didn't want to hear nothing she had to say no more. I'm like, uh-uh, no, I don't want to hear none of that. So that's why I chose wrong. I listened to me. And you talk about them grandmas. Huh? I, I told Pastor about that. I had a grandma, and they had a big church up in Philadelphia called Metropolitan. My grandmother kept me there from, like, 9 o'clock in the morning to, like, 3, 4 o'clock that evening. We had services and services, <laughs> and I thought, I thought I was a smart one because I was, like, I told her I was getting hungry. Pastor, she reached over and bought out that brown paper bag. She, <laughs> had, she had some fried chicken wings in there. She piece said, of bread. She said, here, a uh, piece of bread. She said, is there bread in there, baby? I said, yeah. She said, well, here's 50 cents. Go get you a soda. <laughs> I knew right then we weren't going home. You <laughs> said that was it. You already know You already knew then. That's still the deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. But, but Laura Bradley, oh, let me tell you, like I said, every Sunday we was there. Yeah, because those grandparents, those grandparents prayed for us. And it's like my grandmother always told me I was always different. But I used to get mad when she said that because that made my brothers and sisters not like me. Because I was always different and I never understood. So I wanted to be a part of their world. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be different no more. (laughs) I'm glad you went a part of their world you ran into me because you've still been running. But I'm just grateful that my my grandparents laid the foundation, you know, that foundation. I had both my grandparents. My grandmom on my dad's side was an evangelist, Alice Morant, and my grandmom was just a mother of the church. But my uncle, he was one of the pastors, one of the pastors at Deliverance Church in Philadelphia. So we had, I had the foundation but I still try to run. But running got me nowhere. It got me nowhere. It got me caught behind an eight ball. And I was like, okay, God, I know I got myself in this, but can you please? The hitting started. The punching started. I said, please, God, get me out of this, and I will forever be grateful. 
I will listen to you, Lord God. Just help me. You know, please just help me. And he did just what he promised. He helped me. He said he never left me. I left him. But I'm just grateful to him for keeping me because I could be one of the statistics that never made it out. But I had a praying grandparent that I knew when I got behind the eight ball, all I had to do was throw my hands up and say, you know what, God, I give up. I can't do it my way. It's not about Maureen. And it's it's, at that point, it's just right then when you surrendered and said, I can't. That's when God said, good, because I can't. And that's what happened. And I just, I just, I, I weeped. I weeped. And it, it got down, like I told people, when it's sincere, you can feel it in the pit of your stomach that you just got to let it go. And I just made a yell. My grandma said, that's the belly that God needed to hear. He needed to hear that one right there. And I understood. I didn't understand it then. But a couple of days later, she said, that release. You needed that release, and I'm just grateful. I am so grateful to my grandparents who mm-hmm. laid that foundation because sometimes it gets hard. Oh, yes, it do. And you got to just let it out. Let God catch every tear, yeah. every emotion that I have, he will catch. And see, you got to know that you know. That I know these, that I know. These grandparents laid prostate before God. For us, before we was before the foundation for our foundation, mm-hmm. before we was even you know thought about, you know. Tried to call me. Yeah, <laughs> he said he said he said y'all were talking, so he tried to call in. Okay. But um, you know, hey, we, we appreciate you and the first lady for calling in tonight and and and, and helping us mm-hmm. with the words. Because absolutely, it's so much. absolutely, thank you. Thank y'all for the invite. Anytime, and guess what? I'm gonna help to pass the toy. <laughs> Because it's it's needed, and like it's it's in so many countries and cities now that Purpose Kingdom got birth from Pastor Toy Daly, and I'm just grateful to her, a true woman of God that was just she's just all. I can't wait for her to come down to visit and come visit the church, man. She's dynamic. She oh, just. Man. Oh, wow. God is birthing something, but I think he kind of crazy. <laughs> and I said, listen, whatever you need from us, we here. And she said, well, we want you to do a couple. I said, not me. <laughs> and she said, yes, but I have another show for you since you have all them daughters. She said, I want you to do the daughters of Ruth. I said, God didn't tell me that. <laughs> and she said, oh, stop playing with me. Now it's whatever. Whatever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, I belong so to all of me. Hey, I love the pastor and first lady bringing in, letting you know about marriage of a pastor and first lady. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they, they tell them, too, it's not that easy. It's not. You know, so. But you know what? I'm just great. Shar, shar. And I have my daughter and my son-in-law. Come here, y'all, too, real quick. And I'm the type of mother-in-law, I don't take my daughter's side. I just tell her, I said, you know, you know, she, she got, she's just like me. <laughs> so, what, what, you mean got issues? <laughs> what? <laughs> don't, uh, don't I say that? I said, Shasha is me. You got to look at me. Look at Shasha. <laughs> God was working with my mouth. Yeah, you got to love her. You got to love her. And I tell my son-in-law, and she'll tell you, she's right here. I never took her side over none of the arguments they did. It was always, I know your mouth, Charlene, what you say, what you do, how you came at my son. And he'll say, Mom, her mouth, her mouth, Mom, her mouth. I said, that's me. (laughs) And Shasha, right here, and we're talking about in-laws, even in, like, marriages. How I try to be like, pray about it, son. Don't say nothing. Just keep your mouth shut. I'll be on the phone while they argue. I said, just shut up and don't say nothing. Just pray. Watch you talking. Mm-hmm. And she swears she's talking to somebody else. And it'd be me on the line. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> I'll be on the phone listening to her. Just pray. Just pray. 
If we do a live show, we do have a caller number, which is 319-527-6091. Anytime you want to uh, speak to the host, you just press the number one, and we'll get you in as quickly as we can. Also, if you want to hear any of our past shows, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. You just simply have to type in the show name and the host name. You can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. Also, we uh, invite you to like us on our Facebook page at Purpose Kingdom. We can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make major announcements on this social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at the handle of Purpose underscore Kingdom. Also, check out our, our radio network, PKN.com. You can listen there at uh, for for 24 hours of music of inspiration. Uh, also, um, <clears throat> upcoming not this Sunday but next Sunday, we will have the debut of our PKN game show. Uh, so please feel free to check it out. It's going to be broadcast at the, the 8 p.m. hour. Okay, right. with God's will, God's blessing. We hope you join us tomorrow evening at the at the uh, 9 p.m. hour. It's going to be Iron Sharpens Iron. It's going to be um, Evangelist Mary Scott. So once again, with God's will, God's blessing, we'll be joining us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for Iron Sharpens Iron with Evangelist Mary Scott. All right? And with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements. And Maureen and Charles, um, feel free if you want to be a contestant on that show, just let me know. No problem. <laughs> I'm just like we're so in awe with, like, uh how God, you know, continues to use and bless the leaves. It's, I'm just, like I said, I'm in awe. And uh, I want to do something real quick. Charlene! Charlene! And um, I want to uh, get her stuff on here real quick. If y'all don't mind, life insurance. Do a plug. Before we go off the air. Hello, how are you guys? My name is Charlene Lee. I work with American Income. Um, we we work we have final expense protection, which is, you know, funeral and final expense costs. We have mortgage protection which will pay your um pay your house off in case of death. We have debt protection which can pay your adult, your um debts off in case of death. We have um we have a college uh, education for children, you know, that pays your children 100000 And also the um, child safe kit, which works with the Amber Alert system and sends the Amber Alerts out to authorities to help find your children faster. It's like a kit that you can put their fingerprints, their height, their weight. And, um, and also um, income protection, which would pay your job. I mean, if whatever you get paid from your job, it would pay you up to um, five years every month, whatever you get paid a month, up to five years, and that's it. Her name is Charlene Lee, and you can find her on Facebook. Just DM her, and she will give you a call. Just DM her. Thank y'all. Okay. I just had to give my baby a plug in because we don't want to be from the GoFundMe Go fund me for funerals. We we need to plan ahead. We really need to plan ahead because two things for certain and two things for sure, we are born, then we leave this earth. And we're tired of seeing everybody with these go fund me. Yes, because we had to do one for my grandson because we were not prepared. Amen. And I will not get behind the eight ball again. So as people... We need to be prepared. That's all I'm saying. Then the church, for either you do a, at the hall, at the uh, the uh, job, what is it called, where the Muslims go to the church, the masjid, or wherever you need to be buried, you need to be prepared. Amen. That's all I'm saying. Amen. And that, that's the truth, because I've seen some people, you know, passing was so surprising and so, you know, devastating. They just put people into financial burdens. Yeah. You know, deficits to where they're like, oh, I don't know. We ain't got $12,000. Okay, that's what these people's jobs are out here. Their jobs are to come out here and protect your family, but it's not free. You're going to have to pay. You can, the old saying say, you can pay me now, you can pay me later. That you're going to pay. You're going to pay sooner or later. So, you know, let, let, let's go on and send these people home to glory 
And, and, and you know, death is supposed to be a rejoicing time when, you know, they, we know they're going to be with our Father. So, you know, we, we need to really look at what we're doing now and stop haphazardly living life. And a lot of people don't want to talk about it. But there's something that needs to be talked about. Amen? Hey, Amen. You are so right. I'm I'm just like sitting here listening to everything my husband's saying because as people he it it it's it's real. This walk, this life is real and Amen. Don't get caught behind the A ball. And I'm just grateful. And I like I was just talking texting um my pastor was texting Charles. Spiritual awakening. I love that. I love it. Yes, that's a good one, Pastor. Oh, that's good. Yes. That's, that's and good. And I'm just grateful to a Purpose Kingdom Network for giving the turning point, yeah, getting us together and the opportunity to spread the love yes. that marriage is not something to enter into lightly. Yeah. But it's a commitment between three people, three people, the father, the male, and the female. Amen. Amen. The father, the the male, and the female. A husband and wife. A husband and wife. Amen. Amen. And I'm just grateful, honey. You did an awesome job as usual. And you too. Oh, thank you, my love. Okay, we enjoyed talking to you guys. And Purpose Kingdom, Brother Rob, Pastor Toy, and the whole Purpose Kingdom family. We love, we love you. you. We love you with the love of Christ. And my prayer is that y'all prayers be answered. Amen. You know how we change the saying, we don't love you to death, we love you to, to life. life. Thank you, Brother Rob, for that one. That's a good one. Amen. We love all of y'all. And remember, keep God first in all. Everything you do. that you do. Everything. And this is the Turning Point signing out from Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Yes! Jesus led. He raised me, I, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose.